0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at KingsgateHobbs.com. Well, hello, hello, hello. Thanks for joining us again tonight, Family of God. Those of you on the live stream, welcome back. Share this with your friends, tag people, share it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is you share stuff on, so. Here we are again in First John tonight. But before I get directly into the Word, back in the day, if you grew up in church, you'd say this is a testimony or this is a good report, a good report, right? Does anybody have any good news? That's what testimony is, really. It's just good news, giving glory to God. Does anyone have good news tonight? Anybody at all? I always have good news, so don't make me go first trying to get y'all to beat me on this one go you go first okay i'll go first don't let me be the last one though pastor jan is in egypt after 32 hours of travel she arrived was it monday our time monday afternoon our time and they're eight hours ahead so she's in egypt man it's amazing so um their, their their ladies' conference is coming up in the next couple of days, but they're acclimating to the time, and they're spending time with the pastors over there and the people of God, and it's just amazing. So that's, that's very good news. And you know what's great? Is I've always wanted to go to Egypt, but it feels like I'm there because my wife gets to be there. It just touches my soul. I'm like, you took a picture in front of the pyramids? <laughs> what? I'm a nerd that way. My wife explained to me after we got married that I was a nerd, and uh, she's right. I said, I'm not a nerd. I'm athletic. She said, that don't mean nothing. <laughs> she said, just because you can jump high doesn't mean you're not a nerd. She goes, do you like chess? I go, yeah. She's all, uh, you like Chronicles of Narnia? I'm like, yeah. You like the Lord of the Rings? Maybe. You like Marvel? I don't know. i don't stop answering. So I'm, I, I'm a self-proclaimed cool nerd, so the pyramids are cool to me and my brother so anybody else have good news tonight anybody at all anything at all any good news in the house yes ma'am Ooh, she's rolling she's got a set of wheels they used to say that in football she's got some wheels doesn't she she can roll praise god so faith um track championships are coming up i think she qualified for state her first meet right so she can move and she's a sophomore lord jesus be with that girl and give her scholarships and bless her and protect her and let her keep rolling so y'all be praying for faith that she does well she's a sophomore (laughs) coach praise god i'm glad you told her she was fast and she needed to look into track when she was in middle school it's like you're fast no i'm not no no you're fast you're moving pretty quickly there so anybody else good news faith is great news there anybody else no? All right. Y'all broke my heart. I'm just kidding. All right, let's go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. How many of you know this is a good book? Every book in the Bible is good, but man, this the apostle of love here, John the Beloved, uh, John the Divine Man, he's hitting some stuff directly. Look at what he says here. We'll get right into it. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. Can you imagine... God in the flesh dying on the cross for sinners? The Apostle Paul gets into that. Anybody in here have kids? Go ahead and raise your hand. Most of y'all? Just about everybody in here? You got kids? Most of us in the room have kids, right? Would you give up your kid for a sinner? Say, that guy's on death row for murdering 15 people. I'm going to give my son, and they're going to sacrifice my son in that murderer's place. You would not do it. You wouldn't. Not, and then, it's, you wouldn't do it for a wicked person, but you wouldn't even do it for a righteous person, would you? Say, that's a good person, but I'm going to go ahead and exchange my son or daughter's life for them. But that is what God did. Scripture says, while we were yet sinners, Christ, Christ loved us and died for us. Oh, wow, sinners. Everything we did was against God. We were born against God. We were born in a fallen state, and we, man, we were born into sin. You say, but kids, when they're little, if they die, don't they go to heaven? Sure, they're innocent, but even little kids get their sin on, don't they? You ever seen how kids act sometimes? We're born into sin. If we didn't train that little boy and that little girl, this little boy would grow up to be six foot four, 250 pounds, and punch people out if he didn't get what he wanted. And some people do that, and they end up in prison. So, uh, yeah, we were born into sin, but thank you, Jesus. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. Someone say for us. Wow. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. What? Yeah, it means you love and serve people. How do you give up your life for someone? You forgive them. Once again, you serve. You're available. You treat people with honor and respect. Sneak preview. This Sunday, I'm going to talk about how, how do we honor others. We talked about honoring God. Now, how do we honor people around us? How do you treat them with respect, love, and honor? We'll talk about that this Sunday. Please join us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Can I get an amen in this house? If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? <laughs> let's go back i want i want that verse to be in front of you just for a minute touch my heart um pastor john was out here and we we've been giving out you know the little those of you that are in the know we give out little bags for the neighborhood outreach and we had gone to the apartments and we have a lot of homeless and people on drugs that come through here i call them walkers that's an affectionate term because they're walking okay not talking bad about them but it's what they do they walk and, you know, sometimes we've had people show up in here drunk and high and tripping and lost and whatever else. And we just show them love. We give them snacks. We treat them kindly. I mean, if they're not hurting anybody or causing a commotion, then they're welcome, right? But <laughs> Pastor John gave somebody a, gave somebody a little a bag there. And I, I guess it has a soda in it and a flyer and I don't know what else, maybe a promise book or something. And the guy put his head down and just started crying. break your heart i wasn't there but i thought glad i wasn't i'd have been crying with him man (laughs) i get touched by stuff people are waiting for you to love them people are waiting for you to love them you say do i have to give something every time no because i know i know how it is we we hesitate huh you see someone hey god bless man i just need money well you think well they're doing drugs they may or may not be many of them are okay but you can talk to them give them a soda Give them a candy bar. Give them a, a hamburger from McDonald's, you know, even though those are poisonous. You'd <laughs> be better off giving them a burrito from Rico's, right? Those are healthy. Homemade. They're homemade, you know. And if you have to, you go, you know, maybe Gabby's, but go start with Rico's. They're the best. I'm biased. But, man, if someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? If you have the power to help somebody, help them. Love them. I remember we gave years ago in, in Guatemala. We were in Guatemala. And uh, the word that they used in Guatemala was, oh, man, God bless you guys. Thank you for being merciful. I don't know why that still shakes me to this day. We blessed them. We gave clothes. Some people gave money. And the church gave. The church gave. That's your tithing offering, going to missions and We gave, and they said, you guys are so merciful. They said that because we saw them in need and wanted to help. Does that shake you? (laughs) Wow, let's move on. Dear children, the Apostle John says, let's not merely, let's not simply or only say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Let's stay right there. I remember there was a lady back in the day at church. I was a kid in Denver City, Texas. And I'll never forget her accent. Poverasita, I don't know if she loved God or not. I, didn't, I don't know her life. I didn't know her well. I was a kid, probably third grade. And she used to leave church and go, I love you, brother, you know. And I, I guess she gave my dad problems at the church, you know, just a troublemaker at ch- church. And dad said, she's lying. She don't love nobody. <laughs> you know? I don't know how he said it, but he said, man, she's lying. I love you, you know. Just because people say they love you doesn't mean they love you. Let us show the truth by our actions. I can tell you I love you all day long, but if I'm not treating you kindly, right, with good fruit, Uh, I'm not walking in love. Okay, come on. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Be a man and woman of action. Show people you love them. Can you love someone? Yeah, well, one of the forms of love is a verb. I love you, so show some action. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. Someone say truth. Oh, man, I like that. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth, so we will be confident, huh, when we stand before God. So if you're walking in the truth, you can be confident one day when you stand before God, knowing that the blood of Jesus covers you and you walked in truth. You're not going to stand before God and go, well, I mean... People gave me a hard time. I went through some abuse, Lord. I didn't have time to serve you. Um, I didn't have time to get, I didn't have the money to give to God. I, you know, Lord, I just, I mean, um, what, like Pastor Joel Stocksteel years ago says, what it was, Lord, what happened was. Can you imagine? And God's going, no, it's just you and him. What it was, Lord, you know, I didn't have time to go to church. I was busy. I had bills. Everybody has bills. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth, so we will be confident. Someone say confident. Mm -hmm. Firm in your faith, knowing full well that you did what was right. You obeyed God, you served Him, so we will be confident when we stand before God. Praise God. My mom used to say, Babe, you're not getting into heaven on my apron strings. That's my mom used to say. That's an old school, old school southern way of saying, I can't get you into heaven. It's your relationship with you and God. And she'd also say, you can't get to heaven on your dad's coattails. I don't think my dad's coat actually has a tail, but I think that's probably an old English saying, you know. (laughs) I'm not going to get to heaven because of what you've done or you accepting Jesus. I'm going to get to heaven because of my faith. Someone say my faith. Is your faith important? Man, I tell my Bible study all the time, keep the faith. And I tell you that tonight, three words that are so important. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Don't let anything jerk your faith away from you. You can't be snatched away from God. You know, but but you know we can walk away from God and decide to not believe. Even if we feel guilty, look at this, God is greater than our feelings, and he knows everything. That's such an unusual verse. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings. Wow, that confirms what we just prayed a while ago. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings, and he knows everything. Let's keep going on. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence. So if you're struggling with guilt, ask God to take that junk away. You are not called to stay guilty. You are forgiven. Everybody in here is messed up. I apologized today. You're like, apologize? Your wife's in Egypt. I didn't apologize to my wife. But I apologized to some staff today about something. And you say, well, it was was it a big deal? Well, I want to be right with God and I want to be right with people and I want to be a good example. I don't want to do anything that's a stumbling block to people that causes them to stumble. And I love it because when I tell the Lord I'm sorry, I believe that he has forgiven me. It's that simple. You want to have a good relationship with God? Don't practice sin. Remember John talked about this earlier in this book? We don't practice sin, and we mess up. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, Scripture says. We say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me and cleanse me, and you are right with Him. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence. I love that translation, bold confidence. And we will receive from Him whatever we ask because why? We obey Him and do the things that please Him. Let me read that again. And we will receive from Him whatever we ask because we obey Him and do the things that that please him remember jesus said if you love me keep my commandments if you love me obey me right let's go on Hmm. and this is his commandment we must believe in the name of his son jesus christ y'all believe i know y'all believe we believe in the name of his son jesus christ and we love one another just as he commanded us why, why is this mentioned so much in Scripture? Because some people are hard to love, and some people find a hard time just loving, period. Some of you have a hard time saying I love you because you didn't get that growing up. I remember I always felt loved by my dad. We butted heads growing up. Dad was tough. I mean, he hadn't, he hadn't been out of the war long. When, when Mom and Dad had me, he'd, he'd been out of the war. Man, gosh, when I was born, he'd been out about seven years. God was still healing him. And my dad came from a tough family. They were believers, but they didn't say, I love you a lot. They didn't just throw that around. But it's amazing now. I'll I'll be on the phone. I'll just mess with dad and say, okay, I love you. He'll say, all right, I love you. And he says it. It just always touches my heart to hear him say it. I love you. And I know he means it. This is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us can I just say something this is not deep if I didn't love y'all I wouldn't be in here the oil field and all kinds of stuff pays all kinds of money and I ain't in it for the money I'm blessed I'm taken care of God is with me he rewards me takes good care of us we are blessed but I'm telling you (laughs) it was never about the money it was never about the money. It was about the calling of God and doing what God said and what God called me to do because I love Him first. I love God and I want to do what He called me to do. And because I love God, I love y'all. And it's all worth it. And like I said earlier tonight, man, I don't know who needs to hear this. You're worth it. You're worth it, period. You are worth it. Jesus died for us. Man, isn't that powerful? You're special. You're called. You're appointed. You're chosen. He has a plan and purpose for you. You just got to find it in his word. Spend time. How do we honor God? Remember that? Spend time with him. Two of the easiest ways to get to know God and spend time with him and honor him are word and prayer. Somebody say word word and prayer. That simple. This is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. Beautiful. That shows that God's love is in you. Those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with Him and He with them. And we know He lives in us because the Spirit, what? He gave us, lives in us. Powerful. Let's move on. Dear friends, oh, I like this one. We're into chapter four now. I like this one. Do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit, don't believe everyone who says they're a believer. Are you all still with me? We know them by their fruit, and here's this is some of their fruit. Look, you can be a fruit inspector. You don't be judgmental. You don't have to be judgmental. But look at this. It says, you must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet, or a believer, or they're claiming to know God, acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that Jesus Christ came in the flesh as God, someone say, as God, that person has the spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet or a believer or whatever and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, any of someone say any of the truth about Jesus. Yeah, because people acknowledge parts of it. And that's pretty. Did you know the best lies have some truth mixed in? No disrespect to our Muslim brothers and sisters that are going to one day be saved in Jesus' name. But Islam teaches Jesus was the only perfect man who ever lived, but they said he's not God. He was just a prophet. That's pretty clever, huh? Throw, throw you off if you're not listening. If someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge, let's, let me add this. This is the Matthew Sennah Amplified Version. The full truth about Jesus. If they don't acknowledge the full truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the what? The spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. Let's stop there. Buddhism and all these things, they'll tell you all kinds of stuff about Jesus. They'll say, oh, no, he was an emanation of God. He was one of the forms of God, sure. But he's not the only way to heaven huh that's the spirit of antichrist I said well you know he was just a man <clears throat> he's a great prophet he taught some you know he wore some sandals and walked around the dusty streets and was good to people he probably did heal people but he died and he didn't he didn't, he didn't rise from the dead and he was just you know he was just no that's the spirit of antichrist You've heard it's coming into the world. The spirit of Antichrist is here. Now, is the Antichrist of the end times alive? Possibly. But the spirit of Antichrist has always been in the world. And that denies that Jesus is God. It's really weird. Now, this is going to freak you out a little bit. You don't want to really go down this rabbit hole. But people who go, people who go, oh, yeah, you know, aliens, those are just things, beings from other planets. I find that fascinating. There's been people who claim they had conversations with aliens. And aliens go, they, they deny the deity of Jesus. Isn't that interesting? They say, oh, no, he was one of us. He was an alien who went rogue. Somebody s- I'm a reader and a researcher. I said, what? That sounds like a demon talking. Oh, no, he was just one of us. There are many of us with powers, but he, he brought credit to himself. He came to earth and said he was God. Oh, because he was God, honey child. And there are not many ways to God. There is one. And Job prophesied it thousands of years ago in possibly the oldest book of the Bible. He said, oh man, I wish there was someone, Lord God, that could stand between us and lay a hand on both of us. He prophesied that. He prophesied the mediator that was coming. The one who could stand between you and God and say, my blood will make them righteous. And the spirit of Antichrist hates that. That whole, oh, no, Jesus is great, but there are many religions. Let, let me just hit this hard. I haven't hit this hard, I don't think, in a while. I don't know if I've ever said it just like this. But how can all the religions be true? Is anyone with me? You don't have to study logic for that to make good sense to you. No, they say everything is true. Really? Really? How can it be true that Jesus is God in the flesh and he's not God in the flesh? How can it be true that he rose again, but you're saying he didn't rise again? How can it be true that uh, he was more than just a prophet, and you say he's only a prophet? See, it's all canceling each other out. So there has to be only one, one truth about certain things, right? Can you imagine someone, someone says, uh, Matt, the truth is that you're bald, and the truth is that you are not bald. <laughs> I, whatever you're selling, I'm not buying it, and I'm leaving. I am leaving, and you're tripping. You guys, do you guys, are you guys getting this? There are so many lies. The world's full of lies now and say what's true for you is true for you. What if my truth cancels yours out? What if what's true for you is hate, violence, murder, mayhem, pandemonium, cursing, and all this weird stuff. That's true for you. But what if that's not true for me? See, there has to be one set of guidelines. Where does morality come from? It comes from God. That's why people go, that's not right. You'll have devils. You have people that are crazy. They'll go, that ain't right. Well, how do you know it's not right? What standard are you getting that from? That's God's standard. Deep within us, Scripture says he's placed eternity in our hearts. So people know deep down. That's why they want to worship something. Humans long for a relationship with the Creator, whether they realize it or not. They just try to fill up on all kinds of other junk. You ever seen kiddos that all they want to eat is sugar? Well, their body's craving food, but they want something. And you say, that's the bad. If you give them enough food and you can get it down their gullet, then they'll turn out okay. They need a little bit of broccoli and a little bit of frijoles and whatever else you're serving. A tortilla here and there, not constantly, right? Those are great. Some rice, whatever. But people fill up on junk spiritually and emotionally because they're looking for God. And the world is spewing all kinds of junk. Everything's true. Well, how could everything be true? I can disprove that right now. Gravity is either true or it's not. It's either real or fake. Climb up on this building. No, don't do that. That's an experiment. Will you fall if you jump off something? Yes. I don't believe that. Okay, well, then what's true for you is true for you. Maybe then if you jump off, you'll float. No, you won't. Y'all still with me? Does that make sense? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Let's move on to the next verse. But you belong to God, my dear children. Somebody say amen. How many of y'all belong to God? Come on, man. Every hand in this house better go up. Okay, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. All right. You belong to God. You have already won a victory over those people. The spirit of Antichrist, the world, because the spirit who lives in you is what? Greater than the spirit who lives in the world. The old school translation is that is greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. Greater. Someone say greater. greater. Someone say the greater one, greater one lives in me. Come on, let's go ahead and pray tonight. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Thank you for your attentive hearts, your great listeners. You say, man, how do, Pastor Matt, how do I walk in love? How do I live in righteousness? How do I even start? Well, first of all, I'm sure just everyone in here, or just about everyone in here, has already accepted Jesus. Is there anyone at the sound of my voice on the live stream or in this house who has never accepted Jesus or made Him their Lord? If that is you, raise your hand tonight. You say, I've never accepted Jesus. Anyone? All right. Then pray this prayer with me. You say, why do we do this, Pastor Matt? We need to make sure that everybody listening has accepted the Lord. This is their moment in time. Say, Heavenly Father, say, I believe that Jesus came and died for me when I was still a sinner. As a sinner, you shed your blood. Say, Lord God, forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me. Save me come into my life and say I confess and I believe that Jesus is my Lord my number one my priority and say I believe that Jesus died and rose again for me say I believe based on my confession and my faith that I am saved saved from hell Saved from sin, in Jesus' name. Say, thank you, Lord. I honor you, not only with my words, but with my life. From here on out, in Jesus' name. With your heads bowed, let me just pray a blessing over you. Father, I thank you for your people, their willing and humble and repentant hearts. I thank you for everyone who joined us on the live stream, everyone who's going to listen to this on the podcast, hereafter, And I thank you because your people love you. And they're growing in grace daily. They're becoming more and more like Jesus. I thank you that they're blessed, they're prosperous. Everything they set their hands to is blessed. And you've placed them where they need to be. But Lord, you are moving them even through time into your perfect will, step by step, stage by stage. We honor you tonight. I thank you for your people once again and what you've done in their lives, what you've done in our lives We praise you and worship you tonight as your family and your people once again. In Jesus' name.